out right about now. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome out to Monday Night Chat. We thank you so very much for taking time out of your evening to join us. And if you're catching this on replay, well, um, thank you for joining us then. Whatever day that might be, like Friday morning or, or Saturday slash Sunday morning at 2 a.m. That does. Or no, we did two 2 a.m.s this year. We do. You could watch it twice. There you go. Woo! Twice the goodness. Yeah. Or, or you could eat it at, uh, uh, you could watch it while you're eating breakfast, brunch, lunch, dinner, or dinner. All at 2 a.m. Twice. That's there great. you go. There you go. See, see, we, we're, we're catching on. We, we got your back and your front and your side, but not your top because that's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I do appreciate everybody for taking time. And here's the deal. All right, we've got a great topic tonight, but it's going to involve you guys and gals and, and your interactions. So as we're talking throughout the night, you're going to be dropping stuff in the various chats. If you're in YouTube, I can watch. If you're in any of the other programs, the other guys can watch and YouTube. Um, but I don't get the special privileges that they do. So I only got YouTube. Pretty much it, yeah. Sorry. I'm going to have to give, they, him, give him the magic password. No, no. They, no, they don't trust me. That would be too much power. Me. There's a reason why. He would be drunk with the power, <laughs> you know, instead of just drunk on water. Yeah, precisely. So yeah, tonight I want to talk talk a little bit about giving back, uh, giving back to the in the industry here. For a lot of us, this has been our main income source for a number of years, and and you get to that point where. You know, how can I help the next generation type of discussions come up? So this is something tonight where we want to talk about, you know, how you, you know, we'll talk a little bit about some of the things we've done. Some of the things are pretty obvious that you've experienced those things. And then I want you guys to share a little bit and even going beyond of giving maybe back to your communities, if we can expand this a little bit, because just talking to Howard Wallach in the, in the prior show, if you guys didn't get a chance to watch that, go check that out. Howard's from Chicago. And we talked uh, at one point there talking about how he has uh, given back to his community. And he went into that a little uh, with detail. And I thought, you know, that's a, a good addition to what we're going to talk about in our second show tonight. So here we are. So MJ, Yes, sir. Your disclaimer. I thought that it might be fun tonight if I kind of take a devil's advocate to this. Now, you all know I spend a lot of time uh, doing videos for you guys and answering questions. And Dan, I, I we, we, we have another uh, comrade in arms that sent me an email today about he has a button on his 7000 that's not working. What, what could this be? I have to tell him that everybody who owns one has the same problem. So welcome to the club. But oh, I okay. Out, what? I, I thought you meant like it wasn't like it wasn't doing what he wanted it to do. Not it wasn't functioning. Oh, it, it was broke like yours. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. Because I told him, I said, I have like five right now that I just have to press down and wiggle and then it'll work. Um <laughs> But I, I try to help out, but I want to take a little bit of a, a devil's advocate tonight of the opposite of do you have to give back or how far do you have to give back or is it good enough to have one person you help or, or is it okay also not to have any? You know, because we're all different. So well, and that, that as you, you bring that up, that takes me back to the early days of when we were starting out in the the eighties and early nineties, where the concept of giving back, maybe you would help out at church, maybe you would help out at, at school or something, but within the industry, 
there wasn't the the camaraderie at all out there. At least, I, I don't know many DJs that I've talked to from that era that say, "Oh yes, I, well, you know, a group of us got together in the in the you know early '90s and we loved each other." No, it didn't happen. And that whole concept of of sharing or being there for each other or or, or training or sharing education, doing a you know something that would help another D, fellow DJ was so foreign and and not going to happen. It was more, oh, you're, you, you, you can't get to your gig because you're sick? It was like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I'm really bad, sad you can't get to your gig, sucker. You know, it, was, it was that kind of a thing. It wasn't that we're in this together mentality at all. So, I'm thinking, is that all, is that all you did? Back, I remember back when people like dose each other's drinks to get a job. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't. Was, it I mean, was we never we never were in the same room like that. But yeah. it was very common in in uh, throughout Minnesota that that if a DJ had a you know, and, and you've talked about uh, variations of this, is if a DJ was doing a bar, you'd go and uh, you know undercut them, or you'd go in there and and talk about you know how bad they were or how they couldn't do whatever. You have the trash talk of other DJs. That was just that was like business. I, this is operating. I hear he has a drug problem. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, What's there, a new drug? Yeah. I hear oh, you. no, tan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see that quality of the conversation? Just it's rubbing off. Like, in case you guys don't know, we have a drinking game here on the Monday Night Chat that anytime anybody talks about um, this person or this software, we have to take a drink. See, now I have that now for, for the sheer purpose of not having to say the word. <laughs> <laughs> On my show the other night, when I was talking about software, I just kept going, and this software. Cue <laughs> cards. Oh, All right, no. so where do you want to take this, John? So so I think, um, you know, let's let's kind of go drift back to when in our, our DJ time, when we actually got to the point where we were able to help someone else, where, you know, again, in my, my situation, there was a lot of uh, a lot of hostility within the industry. Maybe not, you know, but there was not friendly assistance. We'll call it that in my situation. But uh, for both of you, uh, when was the, you know, how far into the career were you where you were, had that first opportunity to be a help, an assistant, or giving back to someone, whatever? When did, did that opportunity arise? Was it early in your career? Was it something that didn't happen right away? Or how did that, that first, those first opportunities arise? Mine was not that long ago, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was last weekend. You... When, when did I start with you guys? No, uh, it was maybe a little bit before that. I, I, w I had a place that I did on Tuesday nights, and I would bring other DJs in to do, you know, you just give them a chance on a Tuesday night, would split the gig or something. Um, but other than that, um, I, 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 I've been helped by people long before that, but I never, I never felt that I had anything to give back. Mm -hmm. That's kind of my my way i mean maybe i did have stuff but i didn't feel i did uh until probably 2009 maybe hmm so i was the type of person who always kind of felt you know i, I i'm a friendly type of person right and you know i might not be out of my way to to make friends but i, I like to be a friendly type of person and so when I moved back to PA in 2003, I made friends with some of the local bar slash club DJs that were local. 
um, because I kind of wanted to do that and, and, and whatnot. And the mobile side, while I knew people, it was it was very much like John was experiencing and talking about where it was was very cutthroat, very, you know, you're going to you're going to do it for four hundred dollars. I'm going to do it for three ninety five, you know, like like that type of mentality. And so I, I had some more acquaintances, but nobody I was really trying to to come alongside. And like MJ said, I really didn't feel like I had much to offer. Uh, you know, beyond just a friendship. And so it became one of those things where if, you know, somebody was stuck, then they might give me a call because they knew they knew of my abilities, but that's kind of about the extent of it. And and we didn't really go much beyond that with that. I feel that where I started to see the ability for me to help out was when uh, certain Facebook groups started to come alongside. So So one of the first ones, you know, that I was aware of um, was DJ idea sharing and and you can say what you want about and where it's maybe gone since then but in the very beginning it, it was one of those things where you got to see legitimate questions that were posed from all over and and oftentimes you felt like you could actually offer something and so it was like it was my first experience to go oh I actually have had experience I might be able to help this person um, and and so that was probably my first inkling um, for lack of better terms, that I could go anywhere with with that help. Hmm. Interesting. John, interesting question. It's interesting how you know the the and I think for a lot of people that that the connecting and, and interconnection within the industry came on with social media, just because we didn't have that um, for ourselves. Well, think, oh, go ahead, Dan. I think within that it was it was a little bit easier because. You know, it was still that mentality like I didn't want to help the guy down the street because I didn't want him to have an edge over me when it came to the event. However, if I could help somebody in another state, then I can be like a nice guy and it doesn't it does not going to affect my business one way or another because there's no way that person's getting the same business I am. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's also maybe what helped that that social media would help that that those urges to be the nice guy. And it, it, some of the early shows that we went to, one of them was that was probably the best early DJ convention I went to was down in Louisville. I was far enough away, and I was the only person from Minnesota there, pretty much. I don't think there was another uh, from. So now I'm in a room else full of from Minnesota, John. Yeah, they they didn't travel very much back then because you know the the ox carts were not very fast. Hello, um, so I'm down in Louisville, and I'm able to go and talk to anybody because I'm no competition to them. They can ask me questions and I can ask them questions and we will get uh, legitimate answers most of the time, except every once in a while there's the embellished answer. But hey, I mean, that happens. You're able to connect with people outside your market. So yeah, Dan, I definitely experienced that. Um, Mikey mentioned, let's see, Mike mentioned uh, helping out and getting burned a couple of times. Uh, Mike, if you could just give a, an idea, was that something that uh, uh, to... to and I want to talk about getting getting burned a couple of times. You mentioned that because now we're going to go back into the the early '90s again. And some of my first helping of DJs within our industry were outside of my market. Um, specifically, this is back when we were connecting on AOL and ICQ with ICQ as an instant chat. And I was meeting DJs from around the country, and there was a couple of times where I was able to to you know do get something, and it, for some reason I. It, we were able to get a hold of music uh, that some of the uh, some other DJs couldn't uh, get a hold of, whether I had a subscription or whatever it was. 
but there were two different occasions uh, that uh, somebody said, hey, can you get, I need a copy of this song. Can you get the disc? Because it was only available through my music supplier at the time. And I had ordered the, a, an extra copy of the disc and shipped it off, and they were going to send a check in the mail. And things like that didn't turn out too well. Most of the time, that, that $20 disc went the, one direction, and there ne was never a check in the mail coming back. And I think that mm. happened at least twice, if not three times, over you know a three- or four-year period to different DJs. And, and mo sometimes it worked fine, is that the $20 disc went out, and a $40 check came back, and somebody was like, great, thanks, thanks. I have that song that I needed really badly. Because this was back before Napster. There was no way to transfer music beyond a physical disc type of thing so yeah that unfortunately was was definitely a part of and it probably is still a part of today getting burned once in a while i got burned on a wire once does that count i i think as a kid i peed on a wire once and that oh, might have burned shocking and wow, we uh, digressed quickly there. Mega <laughs> saying. <laughs> just, speaking Great. of that, did you see that they have a release, a new release today with more improvements, more controller compatibility? Oh, I'm just so excited. So excited. You know, I will say one thing. If if they wanted that software to take off in a certain way, they would develop it for an iPad or tablet, non Windows, non Mac based, like just you know what I mean, like like legitimate, just straight up on a tablet, because I feel like there's only a couple that have really done that yet. For what it does, would actually probably succeed pretty well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some, you should get all in that, John. Before. Reach yeah, out I've to said, him. I've said this before that I know that Serato is working on that something like that and I, I i would guarantee that the day that whoever them or serato or whoever releases it virtual will probably release it that afternoon we've <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> been sitting on it but uh that that uh, that's the future and and yeah. and and that's the thing you know this is, goes perfectly you know because i am going to take the double advocate about the bad side of not helping but the good side of helping is that if you do help the younger people as these new technologies come on come along the 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 internet the you know like the websites and the promotions that they have a better grip on if you help them with stuff they'll help you with that so you know and i think there's a good balance to have there and i think it's interesting how they there's a lot of younger djs who are getting into jumping out of youtube and and creating content and I hear both. I get hear it from both sides. Is that there's DJs who are referring to like you are MJ that uh, that that you know that some are saying that it's great that this younger generation is here and they're able to help us make sense of some of the things, whether it's trends or the, how they're viewing things. And then you've got the other side who's looking at it's like, what do they know? They've only been in in, in business for five minutes, and or you know, they're ruining it for the rest of us by doing it that way. I don't this know if they. Is, I, it's I always been done. I haven't heard that one as much. Although ten years ago, that one was was there for surely. I think it's what I'm I'm hearing more from established ones is that you know they we did that five years ago. It's nothing new. You know, Nick Spinelli's had a number of, of videos recently that uh, has been some some good content. But in some cases, he's reviving an activity that is 10 years old, you know, that that has been there, was there, done that, went away, and now it's making a resurgent. Nothing wrong with that. What's old is what, you know, becomes the new thing every once in a while. I mean, my bell-bottom pants I wore this Saturday night, I mean, I was trendy. I was doing my 
You know? Oh wow! I wait. This is being recorded for for <laughs> later on, right? So we get to rewatch that. Yeah. That'll be my, my new gift that I'm going to put out. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is great. I, um, I, I just got some crazy moves. But anyway, the the idea that uh, that the 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 younger people bring a, an energy, they'll bring a different. Yes, there's times where they'll be doing a video and, and you can see that it's an incomplete just because of their experience that they're drawing from to put it together to explain what's going on. But yeah, so you take some of that with some of that explaining what TikTok means to a, a 50 year old DJ. You know, you're going to have both sides of it. But what's cool about it is that a lot of these younger DJs are saying, hey, I can. I can give back to the industry. I can create content. I can do this. I can do that. And it's ultimately going to help the industry. It's not going to be a hindrance, as some people think. Well, and, and the other thing that you, you touched on, even though the idea might be older or, or you know, to them, it, to them, it's a new idea, whether it's because of the, of the experience or whatever. Uh, so many times... I'll run across something, whether it, it's it's the latest TikTok trend of, of an idea for a wedding or, or for an event, or it's just this idea that that somebody wants to, to play off of. And I'll do a search and I might come up with one of those videos to get me that idea because there's been some different ideas. So so um, to put it in perspective, I think it was uh, maybe eight years ago or something like that the the money dance which some of you are probably familiar with a, a couple comes in they pay or people come up they pay a dollar they take a shot they go out they dance with a couple okay it's usually to, to a slow song of some sort okay um one tradition in the northeast part of our state is that they will do a polka and there's a polish version mm -hmm. well when i did a search online to figure out what this bride was talking about because i even said it's like i'm not familiar with this i'll look it up i'll try and get some ideas I found one video that looked like it was taken from a, a VHS camera, like the big ones from like the eighties. And, and I, that's what, how I had to learn what was on. So I'm, I'm appreciative of some of these people who come on and maybe rehash an old idea that everybody knew about, but I didn't because mm -hmm. it was new to my area or For new sure. to me, despite however many years I've been doing it prior, uh, other styles prior. So, you know, there, there is a benefit to that for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, certainly. I think it is. And, and even part of that is is that the three of us could sit in a room and we could have someone explain a process to us. And because of our differences in, in past experiences and our, our vision of it, we could have three different takes on how to implement that process in our performance. And it would be... It could be, we may be similar, it probably be similar, but we're going to have variations of it. And what's kind of cool is that if we would then take that, go in the field and work that process for a year and then come back, we would probably be doing it very, very differently. And I would learn a little bit from how you did it and how, how you know, how Dan did it and how MJ did it. And then I could take that and make my process, part of that process better by utilizing that knowledge. And that's what's kind of cool about seeing that is that every once in a while it's like, ooh, I didn't think about doing that one little part when I did it. So it's kind of cool. Can we skip that? Um, Brian's, Brian's post. The guy who puts out more videos than all of us about helping DJs. For you on Facebook, uh, Brian Red. Thanks for being with us tonight, Brian. Uh, he puts up a comment. Why would anyone give back to DJs? Blasphemy. Yeah, Brian is pretty much... I, I don't want to... I don't want to say he would be, in essence, he, he was one of the front runners of creating videos. Uh, the, he and uh, 
Jonathan Lewis uh, out of the UK were two of the early uh, guys who embraced the YouTube um, tool as a way to help give, give back to the industry. He's been doing it a long time. If you are not following his YouTube channel, seriously, what rock are you hiding under? Go and subscribe. Find him, Brian S. Red. You'll find him and uh, follow him. But yeah, he was one of the first. I want to jump back, though. Um, da -da 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 -da. Mikey Mike mentioned, of course, uh, the, some DJs he helped a little bit, and that turned... Let's let's talk about the 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 uh, one of the reasons why giving back sometimes will bite you in the butt, and that is you do something and your intent is to be helpful to those around you, and it ends up biting in your butt where maybe you have a DJ who's now slandering you or is is using the information to sell against you. Took took some of your Dan's advice on how to do a whatever, and now he's selling it. He's doing that that and he's great at that little process that Dan showed him. And using that against you, how much does that fit into your your thoughts of connecting with DJs and sharing these days? Can I do that? Can I do the advocate part at this point? Go ahead. It's half the reason why I don't want to share. Mm -hmm. Because to me, if you can't figure it out on your own, and I know people are going to hate me for this, but remember, I help out a lot. I help out a lot besides the videos I do. There's a lot of DJs that I help out, give answers to. But part of me doesn't want to give anybody any answers because I want to see them fail so there's more jobs for me. So that could be half of it right there. It may not even be that I don't like Dan. It could be just, I want that job. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to show Dan how to do it so that I can have the job, you know? So there's there's the other side of you know the 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 uh, back talk. It's not I'd never talk bad about Dan. I just did what it took not not to give him the opportunity to take the job. And and it's part of that competitive uh, yeah. having a competitive advantage and not wanting to completely give that up. Yeah, I think it also depends upon for me and 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 how I kind of make a distinction. So there so there is some cautious I guess for cautiousness that I that I throw in as far as what they're asking for and and what relationship I have with them as well as where on earth they are. So if it's somebody in a whole nother area, I don't care, I'll help you out with anything. You've got a question, no big deal. If you're in my backyard, all right, is, th is this the first I've heard from you? You're just reaching out to suddenly ask a question. You know, is this isn't like a dire need, but this is like, you know, are you being lazy? You know, is this, or is this me just trying to help somebody out? You know, because, because they're in a legitimate bind and I need to help them. Um, but even, even some of those, like there are certain things where I want to be the, I want to be the good guy and I want to be able to help out, but I don't want to necessarily show all my cards. You know, I, I want to keep some of that back, but one of the other things that I try and, keep in mind is that I'm not them. They're not me. So they can, I can show them how to do something. I can tell them about something. I can help them so that they're not going to be made a fool. But because they're not me, they can't sell me. And, and so it becomes a, it becomes a different aspect. So some of that helping um, and, and again, I'm talking in my field, mm -hmm. you know, MJ with yours, I can imagine a completely different type of situation potentially, but in the, my field with deal, in de dealing mainly with weddings, um, it's, it's a different story. I, you know, I, I carry myself in a different manner than them. And, and so me helping them 
know that, hey, when you go to this venue, make sure you take this, this, and this, because if you don't, you're not gonna be ready. You're gonna have this type of problem or that kind of problem because this is what they have in house that you have to make sure you're using. And, and just helping them be prepared, I feel is, is about more about being a better person than it is gonna bite me in the end. Mm-hmm. But going to that, going to your initial question about, you know, the, the biting, the, but, you know, having it come back and bite you, you know, instantly what comes to my mind is, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. You know, they do something the first time. Okay. I'm going to earmark that in my, in the back of my head. I'm not going to like hold it over them. But the next time you come for a favor, They're getting it, it, it better not be necessary. It, what'd you say, MJ? They're getting they're getting kneecapped with an NS7. <laughs> oh man, that's an old school reference there. <laughs> oh, Shani. Um, but but yeah, so no, I I I think that that's the difference. You know, when they come back for that second time, especially if they did something the first time, okay, mm, we better have a good friendship. Mm-hmm. I I find the opposite end of that, and and again, it's it's kind of what Dan's saying too, also. But I've helped people that just keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back. Someone you know that might need, uh, uh, oh crap, I I I didn't download songs this month. Can you help me with a couple of them? Sure. Two months later, hey, I didn't download any songs this month. Can you? No. And then I find out they go hit another DJ up and ask them for songs instead of just staying up with it the whole time. Mm -hmm. It's stuff like that that it's like, you know. You've got to rise and fall on your own. If you if you do your work and stand upright and do a good job, I will recommend you. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna carry you. There's also a difference between being helpful or needing help and and them being lazy. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the thing that I again I've said this so many times. DJs are the worst. I'm sorry, guys. I know you guys think that I'm like the worst negative human being impossible, but I just look at things the way they are. I've been in this business a long time. DJs are very egotistical. They they rise and fall on their good and bad days. They don't look at life as they look at life as that them as a DJ is everything. That if they're succeeding, they're the king of the world, and they don't realize that that our job is not essential. We've learned that from 2020. <laughs> if there's anything, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're not essential. So we need to be very humble and gracious to the fact that our job is a, a, a luxury job instead of thinking that the world owes you. And that's the problem that I get with a lot of DJs. That just, uh, Look at me, hashtag killing all that. I'm like, shut the freak up. I know you live at home with your mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, I wonder if there's a, a little bit of a difference a nice between... Thing between a situation you know mj's world where it's more of a a club uh type of a situation compared to what dan and i are are experiencing in the mobile world uh brian mentions here that uh you know the concept of having no secrets uh basically taking all and he shares very openly everything about what he does and that was a change for me early on um wouldn't have done that whatsoever probably not even talked nationally about it because there's always that fear that it's going to get back i mean we had some early activities and skits that we used to do at weddings and and we had those for two or three years and then every all of a sudden all the djs were doing them in, around the area because that was you know the routines that we were doing today that's not the case basically if i'm doing something like that that last uh, the picture I put up from Saturday's wedding of that last uh, private dance that the couple did, and it's, people have talked about that, but had not seen much for pictures. And I think Dan, you probably almost get, you had a picture of similar situation, didn't you, on yours, your wedding? I always get, I always take a shot at the end anytime they do that from outside the venue, kind of peeking in to, yeah. to make it look. I, make I, it I thought look that like both, I'm stealing a look. 
I thought both those pictures are, are you guys threw on some Huey Lewis and everybody left. That's what I thought that was. No, that's when it, the couple came <laughs> running back in. We got to dance to that man. Yeah, they were just so, they were so great. But that, that idea, that, that was something that at one time I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have talked about. It would have been this old, you know, this little secret thing I've only shared with a couple of people uh, and not in my own market. You know, today I had, uh, I had, I think two DJs from my market. How did you set that up? How did you do that? And there were other DJs who I talked to from out of my market, but it's that it's that thing that in my situation I don't really care if somebody goes and and I can teach them something. They're going to t take it. They may copy it. They may get really close to what I do, and that's but it's not them doing it. It's still there's there's me. There's my skills and ability and talent. You know, in in MJ's world, MJ has a skill and ability and talent level that surpasses most of the DJs in his market. The problem is, is that do the people who hire DJs at in his market understand that? And do they are they always looking for that? Some are, some aren't. I in my business, I'm at best average. Like, cause there's got you understand the guys and the talent that they have in this business, just here in this city. I mean, every single Friday night, I bet there's a hundred, hundred and fifty guys out there that are better than me without even without even trying. Um, but there are also got a lot out there who can't do crap mm -hmm. and get hired because, you know, this goes back to the, the devil's advocate about helping people, you know, that you might help someone to get in somewhere or help someone learn how to do something. And then they go and get a job that they can't do, but because they go, yeah, I'll do it for $50 less than so-and-so, you know, to someone who's making $250 a night to drop 50 out of that, you know, you're going to like, no, I'm going to work somewhere else. So you you kind of get both on that so it's not necessarily skills and abilities it's it's i i don't look at it as in like i'm going to teach i i'm not going to be able to teach anybody anything that they're going to get a job that I, that's going to be better than me mm -hmm. so it's not it's nothing like that it's more or less if you're willing to put in the work that that's where i see it coming at you know if you're willing to put in the work absolutely help because again there's nothing that i can give someone knowledge wise in my business that is going to help them do better it's mm -hmm. just not you either pick it up and learn it or you don't. It's it's just one of those things. It's not about talking on the mic. It's not about those special events you do. It's you mix those songs one right after another all night long, best of your ability. That's it. So it's it's a little different. But like I said, I, I tend to just go, I'm going to stand back because there's a lot of people out there that are lazy. And if you want to succeed, you've got to outwork me. You've got to be out there networking more than me. I have a couple friends who... God bless them. They've helped me. And they're always now saying, hey, can you give me a job? Or, hey, you better think of me. And I'm thinking, you ain't left the house in how many weeks? <laughs> you got to get out there and do what I do. Mm -hmm. you got to get out there on those nights you don't want to talk to somebody. And trust me, that's most of my nights. I don't want to talk to somebody. And I get out there and I network and I help. And, and that's what it's about. So if that's my secret I teach you, there it is. I know I'm rambling and I'm, I'm very negative on this, but... It's a little different, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm jaded. You but know, John, you, go ahead. I, I was going to say, you, you mentioned that, um, you know, the no secrets and, and Brian referenced it, you know, in, in the chat and, and from his standpoint, it's the no secrets from, from he's just willing to share it all. And he does it with YouTube and, and you obviously you, with DJ and TV and there's been, you know, the years that you've done this and, and you shared a bunch with that. But one of the other things that we have to realize if, if we're too dense to realize People have their phones on them, their cameras, their Snapchats, their TikToks. They're, they're sharing constantly. So you 
have no secrets because somebody else is going to share it. I mean, that's the, that's the funny thing. So I, you know, I think one of the things where, you know, you can, if you want to make sure that you always have this unique thing, there, there's two gentlemen that, that instantly come to mind for me. One is Mark Bernison up in, in New York. His philosophy is he's always constantly thinking of something and always constantly trying to change some aspect of what he has and what he's delivering so that if he has an idea, great. You want to steal from me? That's fine. Six months from now, I'm probably going to be doing something different because mm -hmm. I'm just constantly thinking of new ways to work for the client. And then the other one would be Scott Favor because, oh my gosh, that guy has like 8,000 ideas for every every idea you might have of one. Um, but they're again, they're always constantly coming up with potentially new ideas. And, and Scott, again, shares, if you're not on his email list, reach out to him and, and he'll do that. Um, but, but take some of those ideas and run with them. If you're always coming up with those new ideas, you're always putting in that work ethic that uh, MJ is talking about and trying to keep yourself from being lazy. You can share all you want and people can copy. They're not going to keep up with you. Can I, can I share something? Um, no. John and I have discussed this before, and I don't mean to offend anybody by what I'm about to say, but our business, Disc Jockey News, what we do here, is tailored. And please don't be mad at me, John. I'm asking you after I say this to explain it where it's nice and polite. I can, and I can do that. I know where you're going, and I'll, I'll, I'm um, ready. Our business is generated towards lazy people. Because there isn't a single thing that we talk about on any of the videos that hasn't already been talked about. That all you got to do is pull out your phone, your computer, your tablet, whatever. Do a couple searches. I can't tell you how many times that someone has sent me a question. And I literally took their exact words, put it in Google, copied the Google response back, and sent that back to them. So there's uh, what we do is tailored towards people who want someone else to, to, to learn for them. To then make it easy for them to learn. And, and that's, that's the people that I want to see who aren't, if you don't have the resources is different. If you're in an area where like Dan, it, Dan's not around a lot of people. So you can't just run out and see somebody, how they do it or talk to somebody. But if you are somewhere where you can make connections, that's different than just going, well, I just don't want to spend the time. How do you do this? Mm-hmm. And I think we'll I think charge it. we'll charge you through the butt. And that's where I am with a lot of the stuff that I've been doing lately. And John's talking about doing education, you know, like like beginner education. That's where I have the trouble doing this because it's like there's nothing that I have to teach that isn't already out there. Mm -hmm. And that that's a, a conversation that Ben Stowe this past weekend. We spent time uh, time together. And the number of times that he has someone come up to him with a, a question. And it's not our regular viewers, because our regular viewers understand when they're looking for something, they do like Mikey Mike suggested, that they'll go and ask, you know, say, Howie, a DMX question, because you know, you know, Howie does this, or, or if there's a whatever. It's the time when they're the somebody new is coming in and saying, so uh, what's the difference between XLR cables for audio and DMX? Well... We've done that show numerous times, and Ben will send them a link to a show. Uh, there's just the the amount of people who are coming coming in and asking for, and it's literally you can go to the Disc Jockey News. You could type in you know, any you know, comparing XLR, and there's probably ten videos that will pop up 
There was one night on my show where somebody said, hey, why don't you do a show about doing uh, how to put your folders and music together? And I literally went to the Disc Jockey News YouTube page, typed in crates or folders, I don't remember which it was, and there was more than 20 videos there on how to put your music in crates and stuff, including Dan had one he did with somebody. Um, what's his name? Jeremy had one he did with somebody. Mm -hmm. um, it's there. I don't mind just continue talking about it, but... I also think that... Things. I, I also think, yeah. you know, in the, in the aspect of, of videos and, and, and that type of piece, there's also sometimes there's, you get overwhelmed. All right. And so what I mean by that is I'll put in a search and I'll get a bunch of things. And, and you know, we know how Google works and, and the fact that, you know, sometimes based upon your search history, you get a certain set and other people get a different set. You know, if if you take certain aspects, obviously, out of it. But when i'm when i do something like that sometimes i just get overwhelmed or you know those videos come up but depending upon how they might be labeled or what i'm thinking or interpreting um i might mis misconstrue what's what's there and so sometimes it is one of those types of pieces or even just you know what i learn better from this person than i do from that person yeah. i've watched some of their other videos so I'm not really sure if I'm going to spend the time to watch it again and not really pick pick it up. But this person over here, I like how they present stuff. I'm gonna I I enjoy it a little bit better. Maybe how they present or mm -hmm. whatever, or just the way they talk. I want to, I want that person to do it. And, and I'm not saying that that you know suddenly everybody in the world has to come up with every single topic and present on it. But sometimes I know, like me as a learner, that plays into why I might ask someone when I know I've seen it at least potentially presented somewhere else. And I can yeah, definitely yeah. If you haven't made the attempt to look first before you send Dan a message. That's the thing that I'm talking well, about. I agree. Mm -hmm. I understand. Yeah. And I think, I think you, you made you a great point there, Dan, with that people can, we could all do the same presentation, all three of us. And there's going to be some people who will get something, well, they'll get something different out of each one, most likely, even though it would pretty much be the same thing because some people are going to resonate with MJ's. Uh, methodology of teaching and some will with yours and some with mine i mean a number of times where brian um again brian we're using going to use this and this you've got ben stowe and brian red are going to be teaching you about uh, an aspect of something well ben stowe is probably going to go and speak to you and then tell you about the gigahertz and the wisma watts and the the ukulele's and you're going to learn all about that stuff too and Brian's going to say, okay, you take this, you plug it in, and here's how you do it, and this is what happens when it's on, and this is how I would use it, practice, and enjoy. They're going to talk about the same thing, and they probably are going to cover the same topics. It's just that Ben will, in some cases, go very elaborate and give you the behind of why things work instead of just the how. And for some people... They love what Brian, Brian's methodology. Some people will start with Brian and then go to Ben's explanation of it because now we've got a basis and now we can go that. And some people just like to go and, and hear Ben's in-depth, you know, the how each little component and why the electricity goes left instead of right or whatever, you know, that might, I don't know. Everyone connects differently. So, so uh, we got a few minutes here before, uh, and for those of you in the chat room, djntv.com slash chill, that's where Howie's going to, uh, Howie and Brian and the crew, they've got a couple of topics they're going to be doing tonight. You can go to the chill room, uh, keep your cameras off, they're going to be recording, and then once they're done recording, you can turn the cameras on and uh, have a good time tonight. Uh, should be a great crowd in the chill room. 
Uh, that'll happen here at 10 o'clock Eastern, so in about 20 minutes. Uh, before we wrap up, though, let's talk about um, ways, different ways of giving back, but let's go outside of our industry, if, in your community. Have you done something? Have you heard of things being done? Ways of giving back in that aspect. Yeah, so I, I'll, I'll jump on this because this is one of the things that I um, I believe is important to, to do. So I do a um, fundraiser every year. Uh, couldn't the past two years, thanks COVID. Uh, but uh, planning for next year to, to kind of bring it back. And we do an adult prom and, and all the money that we raise, all the, all the money that's above any expenses that we have, uh, goes and gets donated to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Um, friends of mine started their version of it, of the adult prom for the same charity, and, and they do it out of Erie. And when my wife and I went up, we saw it, and we're like, listen, that's it. We're taking a weekend, and, and that's what we're doing. Um, and so I, I know sometimes we have this mentality of, you know, a, an organization hits us up for help, and, you know, it's like, you know, all, all they want is help, help, help me, help me, help me, help me, you know, like type of thing. And, and it can be very overwhelming um, because once you start donating one, everybody wants it. But I think where, where you're going to find the best fit for yourself is to find an organization that you connect with. So for example, if you are, I, I know there's plenty of uh, DJs who do things for Relay for Life because they have somebody in their family that, that got affected by cancer. And so they donate their time to that. Um, I, I, like I said, I mentioned, I do the, the adult prom. I also do mini thon, which is tied to the school here. Um, lo a couple of the schools here locally uh, to where they, again, raising money for, um, for diamonds, if I remember correctly. So, but I know it's kids cancer. Like I remember that's what it's for. And it's something at the school and they raise all the money. I just come in and I play for a few hours and, and, you know, keep everybody happy in that aspect. Um, but I think I think if you want to give back to the community, which I think is an awesome aspect, find the organization that you believe in what their mission is, and you won't have any issue with the fact you give up an afternoon to help them out. For myself, a couple of things is I don't I don't have a a major project like that. I mean, I've done things within churches and what have you. It, but you know, these days what. Like this past weekend, I was helping a school live stream a robotics competition um, using the knowledge of what we do here and taking that to that arena, uh, helping churches getting sound systems uh, up. I mean, we're right in the middle of uh, swapping a sound system in the church down the road here, you know, helping them get set up for doing live streaming and video. Uh, it was just taking taking the knowledge and and helping them um, when one of the schools was having a referendum live streaming the referendums for them um, there was a uh, another startup doing some things with the, another uh, church startup that we were doing some things with so it isn't an ongoing thing like what you're talking about Dan but it's these looking for these little opportunities to be able to go and help um, and it's not like they pay or anything it's just that's not what the point is the point is just to be able to go and uh, help make the event a little bit better and a little bit more special and especially like with the kids at the robotics to make it just a little bit a little bit more of a special time for the kids so that they can look back at that and say wow this is really cool and we had like a thousand people watching this online it was awesome that's kind of what outside of the industry of, of what i've been doing myself in the last uh, last couple of years i also wouldn't jump to the mentality too oftentimes that I see online, which is, 
you know, do that because I'm going to get something out of it. Like do that because I'm going to get, you know, in a gig. So for example, helping out the school, because that might get me, you know, the school dance. Maybe it will, you know, there, there's some possibilities You get your foot in the door. You make some connections. It, it, you know, obviously there could be some tie there, but if you go into that with that mentality, it, it just puts the wrong frame of mind, especially if it doesn't pan out to that. Cause now you're like, well, why should I do that next time? Mm-hmm. Because you helped a bunch of kids live stream to a thousand people. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that early on would have been my methodology. They like, okay, I'm going to help the school and I'm sure the school will hire me. Yeah. I've gotten past that because it doesn't, you know, you'd love to think that those things would, but they don't all the time. So it's time to do it for a non reciprocal reason, I guess, for lack of a better way to describe it. MJ would have to go out into the community to help. So he goes out hiking. I, my way of giving is not forcing people to hear me talk. Do you pick up trash when you go for your hikes? Yeah. So there you go. I have a little plastic bag. <clears throat> I throw stuff in. So you help the community that way. It's just me. I, I hate littering. I've yelled at I've yelled at friends for throwing stuff out the uh, gum wrapper out the window. Somebody did a parking lot one time. I opened the door, got out of the car, took a thing, threw it back in the car. <laughs> Take this with you. I, I literally looked at him and said, we don't litter. <laughs> he was going to look at me like I'm from outer space. Where are you from, man? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've done a lot in my life. I haven't done any in the past couple of years, but I know there is a community in the city of Pittsburgh that is a, a kind of a rough community. And me and several other DJs, it was started by another DJ, uh, would go and do Halloween party for them free. So there'd be a couple of DJs, you know, bring someone brings speakers, someone brings that. We would bring in a couple uh, performers, you know, lo- local church would bring people down to sing. And we'd just, you know, the block party, you know, and it, kids could come out and, and they had stuff to give to them and <clears throat> stuff like that. I mean, I, I don't run after it. I, I, I don't reject it either. But it's, again, you know me and people, so... I'd just rather not, not because I don't want to help. It's just, I'm already out three days a week. Isn't that enough? Mm-hmm. No, and I, and I think there's a level of capacity and, and that could get into that whole introvert and extrovert. But I think there's some people who, you know, just that whole interaction and being out with people drives them. I mean, my wife would be that person. Oh, yeah. Lori oh, yeah. is that. She she would, if she could go and, and be helping at a a... Uh, a, a food distribution. And when she did that, she was so, oh my gosh, she could do that, you know, seven days a week and she'd be a happy, a happy girl. On the flip side is that if I'm out for two days in a row that I have to go and, and smile and be friendly to people. Oh hell, that's going to be tough. I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> you guys missed it a couple weeks ago after we were on air, John had a bug like that and it landed on his camera and of course it wasn't recording and he just whapped the camera and just went went off on its own thing. It was the kind of funniest thing that no that doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking no, about. No, but there was a bug, but he did it was headed to the camera and I think I'm gonna yeah. get it. Yeah, it, it, maybe we can do a show about the um introvert extrovert thing because like I said, I struggle with that a lot. You know, last week and I had three different gigs, three totally different types of crowds, three totally different types of music, two different states. Um <laughs> So it just kind of gets to you. And then this week I have stuff going on where I'm helping somebody out who has jury duty. So I'm taking part of their gig because they start early so that they can do jury duty and then make it to their gig. And then I have three different ones again, two different states this weekend, three different gigs. And I just, I hit my limit pretty quickly Mm -hmm. to where I, I just don't want 
to communicate. Yeah. I know that sounds horrible, but if you're an introvert, it is completely, it is the most draining thing I can explain to you. Like, I literally don't want to hear music. I don't want to hear anything. I literally will put in earplugs, foam earplugs, and not hear a thing for two days, and that helps me out. Mm -hmm. I, I get, get that. crazy overwhelmed. So I, I definitely get that. Um, we only got a couple of minutes. Uh, just a couple more things that, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, one of our ways that we, we as a, a team are giving back, of course, is to create the videos. But there's, there's more than just those of us who are on air um, that, are do, that are doing things within the DJ and TV world. Just, I mean, where we're at tonight, uh, you know, you've got uh, Brian. Uh, Brian is doing video. Howie, that's, that's uh, doing shows. Howie, that's helping um, help produce shows, uh, you know, with Brian and Jay. He's, he's been, you know, runs the technology there. Uh, Robin, uh, who's been with us uh, and helps manage these chats on, on YouTube. I mean, there's just so many people that can hand, they're handling different little aspects. You know, Jimmy handling uh, graphics and things as we're going along. They may not be in front of a camera, but the roles that they can play to give back to the industry uh, just are, are tremendous and uh, easily overlooked because you may not see them out front. But you know, Robin and Howie keep this chat, uh, these chats uh, very clean and professional. We don't have a lot of problems because they nip those in the butt right away, which makes it a, a much more warm and welcoming place where we don't have problems so um you know the whole team has, has just been able to create something that a lot of you have uh, talked about how you know great it is and how nice it is to be able to be involved with that well it's the work of the robins and the howies uh that really make what we do um so much easier and so much more effective for everyone so thank you guys thank you much okay um so Howie's up next. They're going to uh, be doing a couple of shows tonight. Um, I think Brian uh, Brian is going to be doing their second show. I think they're going to actually kind of build off uh, our topic a little bit tonight uh, and talk about that. Then the first show they're going to be talking about, I think about the safety of guests and talking about times where something is out there and it's uh, going to be a danger for the guests. So that, that one, I'm going to, I got to listen to that and see which angle they're going to go with that. But that'll be uh, djntv.com slash chill. Go there. That takes you to a zoom meeting. Keep your camera and microphone off while they're recording, please. Then after they're all done recording, enjoy. That's, that's the time to talk and talk shop. And they've had some great crowds here uh, recently in the chill room. So enjoy that. Uh, it's a great, great time. Tomorrow night, Ben Stowe is going to be back. We're going to be doing our first Tuesday night with Ben Stowe in months. Uh, we we uh, got to spend some time together again last week, and we're going to uh, talking tomorrow night about those opportunities to expand your, your your company. You want to add additional offerings, and how that has changed today than it would have been two or three years ago when you were wanting to expand your company. Two or three years ago, some, there were some different ramifications with doing it than there are today. And if you want to expand for 2022, we're going to talk about some things that you're going to have to be aware of as you're uh, going forward making those plans. And then after that, um, then we'll have uh, uh, the Jay, uh, Jay and Howie will be doing a uh, recording session after that at 10 o'clock Eastern at djntv.com slash chill. And then, uh, yeah, we'll have there's going to be one more show drop tomorrow night also uh, that'll go ahead of uh, the Ben Stowe show. So there'll be some great stuff for tomorrow night. MJ, are you up this week? I had planned on it, but now with the helping the guy out with the jury duty thing, I don't know what my schedule is going to be. Okay. 
you know, to what time he's going to get out of it to then, you know, come and relieve me, you know, because I'm actually going to go pick up his equipment and I'm setting everything up for him and starting out and then whenever he can make it there. So it's kind of up in the air. Okay. So uh, let's let's just hold off. Uh, we, we're going to have it's November. We It's time for another virtual DJ show. And I know you guys love them. And virtuals put out some new stuff. So look for that. Probably not this week, but next week for sure. So I know you guys like them. Excellent. Excellent. I think that's uh, about it. We're a couple of weeks away from our next uh, virtual uh, training night and November 15th will be our next one. So we've got a little time and that one's going to be talking gear that night. We're going to be digging into uh, a lot of gear and uh, one of the, the Ben still will be the keynote for that. And what we're wanting to do that night is have him, have him go through on gain structure, how to set up your gain structure from microphone to the sound, the sound uh, output source or device and how to get that get the gain set up properly, which is something that a lot of people... When you're in the red, you're rocking. Yeah. <laughs> no? Yeah, no, not so much no. so. No, not so much so. All right, take us home, Dan. It's time to head on out the door. Well, thank you very much for taking time out of your evening and day or whatever it happens to be where you are to join us. And, and we very much appreciate that. Of course, like I said, make sure, or like John said, make sure you're checking out Howie, djntv.com forward slash chill. And then when Brian takes all of our secrets from what we had in this show and uses it for his later on, you know, that's going to be good as well. I just <laughs> had to throw that in there. Uh, have yourself a wonderful time. We'll see you next week.